Please. This is our podcast about culture, Christianity, and politics. It's good to be back. It's been a while. We've had a tough couple of work weeks and just being really tired parents and such. So we took a little break, but we thought we would be back with you to talk about our very own Virginian election. That's true. And what it portends, perhaps. I I should say, though, we're still tired. Oh, yeah. (laughs) True. That hasn't changed. We're just maybe not tired enough to take us out of the game. And I was actually thinking, like, what would we say about what we were doing Well, we had work stuff. Yeah, like during the day, but like work stuff at night, which... True, we had work dinners dinners. for those of you who don't work in our field. Yeah, and it's like, what are you, okay, getting paid to go to a gala. Right, so we could not be at home making this podcast for free. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, yes, we're going to talk about Virginia election, what it portends... What, what happened, Rachel? What happened? It's actually pretty incredible. In preparing for this, I was kind of digging into what did happen to make sure I'm giving you listeners the accurate information. And why, and I guess, maybe should we say why they should care if you don't live in Virginia? Yes. Okay. You'll, you'll get to that. Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, so Virginia and New Jersey have off-year gubernatorial elections, so... You know, if you live outside of the state, you're like, what? Governor's elections are happening? Probably wasn't happening in your state. I think next year there are 36 governors up for re-election. 36? There's 36 states that will have gubernatorial elections. Next year's a big year. But Virginia has this weird off year. Um, You know, it's an odd year, 2021. But the state flipped this year. It flipped from blue to red wow. uh, with Governor-elect Yunkin. Um, and this is pretty incredible because in the 2020 election, President Biden uh, won the state by 10 points. So it seemed pretty solidly blue. And that flipped to Yunkin won in total by two and a half points. So wow. that's a 12 and a half point flip. So, like, what does this mean for Virginia? Because I, I talk with people, like, oh, it's, like, I remember once I said, oh, it's purple. I'm like, no, 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 it's blue. So is it still, like, up for grabs then? Yeah, it's close enough. It's kind of up for grabs. Okay. so It's purplish. purplish? I mean, we have a a Democratic Senate still, you know, so Youngkin can't go Uh, doing anything he wants. He can't get rid of our income tax Uh, or something, right? Um, so, you know, it's still purplish. Okay. okay, Um, but what was really interesting about this, so you have this divide Republicans, well, everybody, first of all, everyone likes to look at an election and it's like a Rorschach test to kind of (laughs) see what you want to see. Um, but you had Republicans across the spectrum, you know, there's this in party debate of should the party go more the way of Donald Trump or should it go back a little bit, um, to win those kind of more moderate voters over and this is Mm. kind of an ongoing discussion that's really spiked probably since like 2015 right right. um and both sides you know kind of claim that this race um helped their cause so it actually kind of helped it 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 bolstered the case for both and i'm going to tell you why what What? (laughs) everyone's right everyone is right um (laughs) So those who say, see, we need to kind of moderate our position, not uh-huh. go Trumpy and not, 
you know, be like rah rah MAGA Trump uh, message, uh-huh. we'll say like, well, Yunkin way increased the margin uh, in these kind of suburban, well educated voters yes. turned out more for Yunkin than Trump. Right. So he increased his numbers. So the all powerful sought after suburban voters. Yes, exactly. So. Uh, in Virginia, we've got Loudoun County and Fairfax County. Fairfax County is where we live. And these are right outside of D.C., traditionally very blue. And Yunkin did not win Loudoun or Fairfax. However, he got a lot more votes and closed the gap than huh. Trump did. Um, so he got some of these suburban voters to flip uh-huh. uh, who voted for Biden, okay. you know, flipped and voted for him. And turnout was higher amongst Republicans than in the Trump 2020 election. So on the one hand, he got this, you know, suburban voter that right. um, one side talks about. On the other hand, so the big thing that Trump did for the party is he got the turnout amongst your rural voters, mm. a lot of non-college educated mm. or rural area voters. He got that turnout in, you know, all across the country, way, way up high. Oh, yeah. um, like they weren't voting much in other elections or at lower rates at least they weren't voting much or they even voted for obama ah, ah, kind yeah. of union voter type of thing right okay um and yunkin continued on and actually increased the momentum so really it's like 71 percent in some of these ca- around 71 percent in some of these counties showed up for wow. um trump and yunkin got up to 74 percent wow. so actually increased the momentum on this so he did both and um, you know, some people say this is kind of a unicorn race because he he didn't embrace Trump. Uh, I think right. I read somewhere that right. Yunkin didn't um, donate to Trump and Trump didn't donate to Yunkin. <laughs> um, so he didn't embrace Trump, but he also didn't. Um, uh, what's the word? Cast him out or say, you know, right. Because I, I heard someone say, him. I think it held true the whole campaign for him where he. He'd never had Trump at his rallies, but like he had a Trump like distant endorsement, like a statement or something. And it was kind right? of at the end. Uh, okay. Trump didn't really come in at the beginning hot huh. for him. Interesting. So I guess what is what does this mean? For, <laughs> most people don't live in Virginia, statistically speaking. Uh, <laughs> so what does this mean for Americans then? And because it's you know all the political punditry, it's like oh this. And then plus the New Jersey governors, gubernatorial. Oh, let's gubernatorial. What a what a great word. It's like we should elect goobers. Goobers. We're electing our goobers. Uh, so because that was New Jersey gubernatorial election was much closer. Democrat ended up winning, but it, Republican it was like within like hundred a few hundred votes at one point. It was incredibly close. And then that one Senate president. Uh, lost to a guy who spent $200 on his campaign. <laughs> like, establishment, you know, entrenched, like, get to prime out with a crowbar, politician, like, totally won because this one dude... And, oh, someone was telling me, like, someone looked into his receipts, and it was, like, $60 of the $200 was spent at Dunkin' Donuts <laughs> for his campaign Sounds staff. Very New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it's like those are elections in combo and like the Well, New Jersey was shocking because Biden won New Jersey by 16 points and New Jersey's yes. been traditionally deep blue. Yes. I think for the last like you know, decades, Chris Christie's the only one who's been able to win. 
uh, statewide. Mm-hmm. And I don't think there's ever, you know, rec- in recent history, a presidential has not gone to a Republican. Wow. And so and I think in what, Minneapolis, there were the failed defund the police efforts. So everyone was paying attention to these elections. It's like a repudiation or, as you said, a Rorschach text for, test for whatever their opinions or perspectives would be. Yep. It kind of was a kick in the pants for Democrats. They ended up getting their act together, passing the Build Back Better infrastructure, <laughs> 1.4? 1. 1.2. 2. I mean, what's dollars? another few hundred yeah. billion on top of trillion? They ended up like, passing that within days <laughs> after right. sitting on it for months because they had to do something to show yeah. America that they could do a thing. I think four days ago, a big poll reported that Biden is at an all-time low approval rating of 38%. Wow. For him, rough. for him, yeah, yeah. But I mean, to me, it was just, it's, it was, it was like gave me like hope, especially that New Jersey dude winning. Like, oh, it can still happen. <laughs> There's there are surprises, um, and uh, yeah, as good surprises. <laughs> yeah. And it was just kind of a shock to the system, and you know, we've been talking endlessly for the last five, six years about like what is what's happening with politics, blah blah, blah and like. None of this was really expected. Yeah. And it was sort of came out of left field in a way. Mm-hmm. So still still things to be learned, surprises out there. Yeah, I mean, one of my, my, my punditry takeaway is that people just want to live their lives and for things to be normal. <laughs> and they're sick of the culture wars being brought into their kids' school lives. Like, they just want their kids to have a good education right Mm -hmm. and they've been sick of the past so Yunkin um voters generally in the um virginia election the top issue was still the economy which is like almost always the issue in all elections um but the second issue was education and this went into you know um some of what was happening with critical race theory um, more like extremist texts in the schools it went to some of the like transgender bathroom issues it went into a lot of just the covid shutdowns and parents uh, being disappointed that their kids were not learning and (laughs) are falling behind and that it's just being so poorly managed um that was a really high concern you know throughout polls and interestingly i was reading some of the analysis from one of my favorite pollsters and fellow University of Florida Gator, Kristen Soltis-Anderson from Echelon Insights. Um, she had been doing a ton of polling on parents and education mm. over the last year. And their poll in Virginia showed parents up 15 points for Youngkin. And what's interesting about that is you think about parents are younger age, right? There's parents are now millennials. Uh, oh, um, yeah, yeah, like a younger generation. It's a yeah. younger generation who has kids in elementary school, right. you know? right. Um, it's a younger generation, a more college educated, um, population. And so usually parents actually skew parents of K through 12 age children skew more democratic voting with those demographics. Um, so this was pretty big that Youngkin was able to, um, Hmm. you know, it shows the big shift in parents just being so upset about everything going on in our education system that after this election uh, and you know Yunkin made a number of his rallies about education yeah. after this um 
House uh, Majority Leader Kevin McCarthy came out and said, we're doing a big parents bill of rights leading into the midterm elections next year. And he predicted that Republicans are going to take 60 seats in the House, you know, and that's, you know, a little high. But, um, you know, pollsters are saying that the House Republicans could take as many as 50 seats next year in wow. the midterms um, and we could flip the House. So it, um, it is looking good in the midterms for Republicans in both the House and the Senate. Um, hmm. But, you know, a lot of things happen in the year. But right That's now, true. the winds are definitely headed in a red direction. That's true. Um, and there was that on the education piece, the... Youngkin's opponent, Terry McAuliffe, who was re-running again for governor of Virginia, had that yeah. <laughs> uh, statement heard around the state. Uh, I don't think parents should be telling schools what they should teach, <laughs> which was just you know big old gift <laughs> to his opponent, especially at this time when yeah, like especially following on a year of you know schooling at home and parents. You know, I've heard people talk about the parents have more insight maybe into what their kids are being taught and. Just the whole notion, I think, even what it means to receive education mm-hmm. has been upended, shifted, changed, challenged by the, the COVID yep. quarantining. And I should lockdowns. say the perspective we've been giving is from, you know, a, a red leaning perspective. So what did Democrats say coming out of this? Democrats ah. said that, well, it's because we hadn't passed the infrastructure bill. You know, there was no excitement. So they they kind of blamed it on that, which... You don't seem convinced. I think that's kind of silly. I don't think all these voters would be like, you passed the infrastructure bill? I'm going to vote for a Democrat. I mean, there was a bit of the sense from Congress, though, that, I mean, nothing was happening. Right. So there was that frustration. Because there was that big bill, the, um, the other, like, social safety net. Yeah. yeah, like, those were sitting there. Um, and it just seemed like they were just kind of spinning their wheels. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know if. But does doing just anything <laughs> give voters momentum to show up? Like, we passed right. a no, thing. No, no. And someone was saying, too, before all this, you know, just how poorly Biden had marketed the whole infrastructure bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you just like, okay, did, does anyone really know what was in it? <laughs> or, like, yeah. what was it about? Like, what, what was the hook? Yeah. Um, anyway, do we have a... And any then, other final thoughts? Or? Oh, I said the other thing is a lot of uh, Democrats. It's interesting. This is the same thing that has been happening in the Republican Party, but ah, it's happening to Democrats yes. 10 years later, I think. They huh. are kind of going through the same inter-party battles that we are. Is it intra or inter? Intra. Intra-party intra. battles yes. um, that Republicans have been going through. And that is um, a lot of Democratic pundits came out and said, well, Terry McAuliffe is this Clinton era corporate backed, right, right. you know, vanilla guy who I guess he had invested in the Carlisle Group's funds, which is what um, Yunkin was head of. The oh. Car- so he, so uh, McAuliffe couldn't hit Yunkin on his um, employment at the Carlisle Group sounds because like he just picked poorly. He invested, in, yeah. <laughs> So, you know, Democrats were saying, if we had had a real progressive out there, then that would have gotten voters way more excited, which is exactly what, you know, huh. um, different Republican pundits have said over the years with like Mitt Romney and that kind of right. thing. Right. And you pointed out to me, maybe the big knock against Republican, were shocking, like this is a new era, was there was no primary. 
or the primary system is different than, say, a presidential election. Right. Where you... So there wasn't as much, like, Youngkin didn't have to prove his Trump chops as much as you would in, like, a Florida primary. this is how extremely conservative I am. Yeah, he didn't have... Whatever that means that month. A big Trump (laughs) primary opponent that he had to compete against, and so he didn't have all these, like, quotes that people could use for against him. Right, right. Should we do stinkers and thinkers? Let's do it. Stinkers and thinkers. Uh, Taylor... Do you want to go first on your stinker? You want me to go first? I'll go second. (laughs) That wasn't the question. (laughs) I'll go third. (laughs) Technically correct, but uh, yeah, it was not an answer to the question. I will go after you. Okay. My stinker was a movie, a failed movie night we attempted. It was actually a couple weeks ago. We're trying to, my parents were in town. We're trying to find a movie we uh-huh. could all watch. Oh. And <laughs> a failed movie night. And so we, in trying to find something that would please everyone, we found something that pleased no one. And that was this movie called Wild Mountain Time. Well, which is after we turned off the other movie. <laughs> yeah, we, this is our second. And we rented them, so we paid for these too. Like $10 in movies we didn't watch. <laughs> yeah, we watched one with, um, what's her name? Robin. I don't know. She's uh, from House of Cards. And I don't know. Anyway, it was called Land, and she lives on a mountain, and it was like her Oof. family died, and it was so sad, and I was over there crying 10 minutes into the movie, so I was like, we can't watch that. So we turned on this wild mountain time, which, you know... Looking time at the preview, like the herb, right? Yeah, T-H-Y-M-E. <laughs> and it would be one you think I'd like. It was like set in Ireland, Emily Blunt complicated love story horses <laughs> and it was ter- I mean, we shut it up with within like five or ten minutes it was so bad christopher walken was in it oh yeah it true. was it was just so bad atrocious. fake irish accents Oof. couldn't even get through the first couple minutes i know i know and it seemed to hit all like the like if a robot made a movie for you <laughs> it would look like that yeah they just yet failed in execution so yeah soulless um man we we attempted to watch a show last night i don't even know the name of it but it was i don't know there, well we we went through like a couple on netflix we're trying to find like a funny yeah. short comedy that we just went 25 minutes makes us laugh at the end of the day right and we attempted a couple of them that were like netflix exclusives and you just we talked about it. We just picked. I, I don't even remember the name of them. Like this is a great stinker, right? Um, hmm. <laughs> okay, Taylor. <laughs> I'm, I'm floundering over here. I do have a thinker. Okay, moving on. What's your thinker? <laughs> uh, my thinker was the was it the Halloween SNL that we watched last night with um, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, yeah. This, particularly the "What's up with that" skit. <laughs> Where like I was thinking about Jason Sudeikis's dance moves like twenty four hours later, it was just like it was funny. The yeah, because you know this game show with the music and look it up, Jason Sudeikis, what's over that? And he just he just moved effortlessly. His dance moves were just it was incredible. Re- it was like remarkable in the uh, non casual meaning of that word. <laughs> it's true. They were like smooth yeah. and. 
incredible but hilarious. So simple. He made it look so easy to dance like that. In a, in a red tracksuit. Right. And I think I dance like that when I dance, but no way do I. I would love smooth. to see you attempt that. <laughs> <laughs> we can, we can, we can, we can, we can try. Um, my thinker, I'm really shocked it wasn't your thinker too, is the movie Dune. Oh, duh. Duh. So <laughs> it was so good. I... If you are a longtime listener, <laughs> you know that I hate space. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Period. <laughs> Actually, you know, I, I wanted to amend that statement. I think oh. I hate aliens. I said that quietly in case they're listening. <laughs> I don't like thinking about aliens. I don't I like imagining aliens coming. I don't want to talk okay. about aliens. I don't so, want to see aliens. So your theory is you like space movies, no aliens. No aliens. Did you see Gravity with Sandra Bullock? I didn't really love that. Okay, well. Maybe I like sci-fi movies that don't involve aliens. Anyway. What's on that list? <laughs> Dune. <laughs> <laughs> what do you know? What do so you know? So Dune was so good. I think the like um, Messiah story mm-hmm. was really good. The um, imagery of the desert, I thought I would find boring. It was really amazing. It's true. Yeah, um, made the desert look interesting. Yeah, it was just really beautiful. Um, and then maybe the mother, there's a mother-daughter or uh, mother-son plot line that yep. maybe that appealed to me. Um, and, you know, I don't want to admit it, but maybe it was Timothy Chalamet because afterwards <laughs> I really wanted to watch the new Little Women with Tim- Timothy Chalamet. So. <laughs> Give me more. <laughs> Yeah, that was an ex- that was an excellent movie. I liked it a lot more than I thought I would, because I read the book five ish years ago, maybe longer. And I've told people, like, if you know, someone was like, "Hey, we'll like tied me up and like we'll release you once you tell us the plot of Dune," I'd fail. <laughs> like, I'd be trapped in the, the prison forever. Uh, and so many people I knew were excited about the film. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to watch this. But it was really enjoyable. Yeah. It was beautiful, well done, great characters, much more interesting than the book, dare I say. <laughs> um, yeah, good pick. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for joining us and uh, tuning yeah. back in. See you next time.